Hello, Dan, again, Rabbi. Hello, Joe. So I remember once bringing home a souvenir for my family of a voodoo doll from New Orleans, and my mother flew into a rage. I'd never seen her so upset because I was bringing a pagan religion into her household, which was devoutly Catholic. And I saw it as more as a souvenir of a trip and a magical item, which I always equated in my mind to fiction and, sto and story rather than faith and religion. But is there a difference between magic and religion? Do we discriminate between the two? You know, your mother, without realizing it, she wasn't reacting to a pagan religion. She was, she realized that you were practicing magic and, and religion, we're always very sensitive to the practice of magic. And I think your mother said pagan religion, but in her mind, she saw it for what it was. Magic is an attempt to manipulate what is to bend to my will. I don't like someone, so I'm going to create an effigy of that person. And then through special sayings and techniques and different ways, I'm going to cause them the pain that I'm causing to the effigy. So I wanna manipulate reality to bend reality to my will and not accept what is. And we always have to be careful of the line between religion, superstition, and magic. And sometimes it gets blurred and we, we move, but we wanna catch ourselves. And your mother really caught herself when she saw that. And it's often that I don't like, I'm gonna do so, I don't want it to rain today, okay? Or I want it to rain today. So how do I cause a change in the atmosphere, a meteorological change? And so I practice magic. I make a magic circle. I do certain steps and motions. I take a pitcher of water in my right hand and a sponge in my left. But if I reverse them, it won't work. So one of the ways to tell if it's magic is there are very explicit directions that must be done to cause something to happen. Now, think about prayer. We could stop and have a prayer right now. We don't have to change our clothes. We don't have to move to another room. We don't have to go through certain body motions, okay? So one way to tell magic and prayer is what's required. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't bow or we shouldn't humble ourselves because those are all ways to prepare ourselves for prayer. We're not trying to manipulate anything. There are certain motions that religions have, the goal of which is to create in me a prayerful state, a state of calm. I'm not trying to change the external world. So, so to go back to your rain analogy, there's a difference between praying for rain to help you. And if I say this prayer enough times, it'll rain and it'll save me. It's dry, the crops are dying. 
And so how do I deal with the reality? Okay, I'm going to pray for rain. I feel better, I've done something. However, if I pray for rain every 15 minutes or eight minutes after the hour, and if I look this way or hold my hands, now I've crossed over the line, I'm starting to practice magic because I wanna manipulate the, the clouds. I wanna manipulate what's happening. Prayer is asking for help to accept and deal with what's going on versus magical prayer or magic, which is saying, if I do this the right way, you'll fix it and you'll make it rain or you'll make it better. Which spills over into some theologic beliefs that God, higher power, the one, whatever term we want to use, can be manipulated. And if I, or as a slot machine, and if I put in the right coin, then I'm going to win a prize. And it doesn't operate that way. There is no concrete evidence anywhere that by saying these words, we change God's mind or reality. What changes, however, is my actions. What changes is how I treat other people. So I have a 14-year-old Honda Accord. And it, other than lots of things, mechanically, it's going to run forever. Of course, the seats aren't comfortable. The wind whistles in, the door seals. When it snows, I get a little, but the car moves. It's four wheels and it goes. Well. Every day I pray that God turns it into a BMW or a Mercedes. And every day I go outside and there's my 14-year-old Honda. If I really believed that, I'd be practicing magic. If I really believed that by the proper words, by the proper stand, by the proper mentality, it would change. That would be magic. But if by my prayer, as I'm praying, I realize my credit score is a thousand. Hmm. I could go out and buy a car. Thank God. Now I'm accepting what is and I'm looking at my checkbook, which is very different from doing a prayer and then being disappointed. I expected God to change it. God, look who I am. Look, at, I've, I've dedicated my whole life to you, God. Is turning the Honda into a Mercedes a BMW, is that such a big deal? Your God, come on, you could do this for me. And I just use that as a silly example to demonstrate that none of this actually changes reality. In fact, it really cheapens things. It really destroys spirituality. So I shouldn't be alarmed if I see God has started a GoFundMe page for your new car. Exactly. See, that would be the thing to do, because that's how we do things nowadays. We have a GoFundMe page, and the money goes into it. Well, uh, I will go check out the dealerships, and I'll see if God has your name on any of the stickers, Rabbi. Thank you very much. <laughs> and thank you, and good luck with your quest. <laughs>